Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 Individual Row Metering System. Today we talk to this day's winner of the 620 CKRM Country Cookout. There was new frost records set and farmers will be checking their fields to see if there's any damage to late maturing crops this week. The federal and Saskatchewan governments announced a $64 million pasture land swap. We have an interview with the Federal Minister of Agriculture on the land deal, as well as asking her about improvements to farm support and business risk programs. Also, we have an update on hail claims in late August. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan agribusinesses for over 40 years. Looking to market your grain? Call JGL Commodities today at 306-624-2378. Some farmers will be out checking their fields today. Much of the Saskatchewan grain belt was hit by frost of at least minus 3 degrees. There were other places lower than that. 20 new record low temperatures for September 8th were recorded this morning as a good portion of the province experienced a hard frost. Terry Lang is an Environment Canada meteorologist in Saskatoon. The coldest temperatures seem to be in a band sort of through the central part of the province down all the way through to the border. Coldest temperature that was recorded was minus 8.8 in the uh, the Coronac area. Valmarie also came in with a temperature around minus 8.4. So really, really cold temperatures through there to the west, not as cold, but still frost. And to the east, also not as cold. But uh, there was frost. Some areas did escape, like the Hudson Bay area. The problem with, you know, cloud and uh, wind around that uh, kept the temperatures from dropping too low there. Some of the old records were just shattered. That's right. They didn't just squeak by. They they shattered the old records. Some of them were quite old. Uh, The Saskatoon record of minus 1.1 was uh, obliterated by minus 6.9 overnight. And that's a record from 1917. Uh, Regina's record from 1898 of minus 3.3 also broken, minus 4.5. So some really, really cold temperatures in there. Lang says yesterday was not as cold as this morning. The temperatures didn't dip down as much on Monday morning. There seemed to be more cloud and more wind around, and the frost itself was was quite patchy. It uh, wasn't as widespread. Lang says the next chance of frost is this coming weekend. Certainly for a couple days we are. It does look like the next chance of frost might be uh, Sunday morning. That'll be the next time to kind of keep your ears uh, perked up for that. Daytime temperatures should improve this week. Yes, we're looking for highs uh, in the high teens to low 20s across much of southern Saskatchewan. There'll be some wind around, some cloud around, and those two help to kind of keep the frost from forming. There's no precipitation in the immediate forecast. It does look uh, mostly dry across uh, the south for the next uh, few days. Next chance looks like maybe uh, early next week, but we'll keep an eye on that. Terry Lang is an Environment Canada meteorologist based in Saskatoon. 
A farmer from Liberty, about 115 kilometers northwest of Regina, is today's 620 CKRM Fall Harvest Country Cookout winner. Larry Wolf farms about 5,500 acres and says today's frost did not harm any of his crop. I think it got down to minus three. And what impact would that have on your crop? Nothing. It uh, Everything's past the stage where, uh, where a frost will hurt it. How is harvest? We're actually, we started on our last field of flax yesterday. So we should have all the main stuff done today. And then we've just got to go around and clean up some spots that we left before. So you'd be so what, well over 90% done. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was just looking in my calendar. And last year, we started on the last field of flax on the 25th of October. So we're seven weeks ahead of last year. And how are yields? The first half, like the barley, the wheat, and the lentils were all like a good average, nice crop. And the canola and the flax has been been below average. What is the cause there? That was that hot week in July that if we'd had an inch of rain instead of that hot week, everything just kind of quit flowering and and the tops, you, know, you can tell the tops of the canola plant didn't fill as well as they could have. So just lack of rain and too much heat. So was that the key problem this growing season? Yeah, that would be, well, it didn't rain till into June. So we had trouble with a little bit of trouble with some emergence of some of the canola in that because just because it dried out too fast. And, but besides that, yeah, everything else, like it's all nice looking stuff, the wheat and the barley and the lentils and even the flax looks good. There's just not that much there. What impact has COVID had on your farm? Really not too much besides, you know, when you have to pick up parts and grain delivery, you don't get to go into the office and visit with anybody anymore. But they were worried about the spring getting all the, you know, the seed and the fertilizer delivered and it everything ran smoothly. So a lot of people put a lot of work into getting it working and it, it worked well. Larry Wolf from Liberty, 115 kilometers northwest of Regina, is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. This portion is brought to you by Salford Group. Call your Salford equipment dealer or visit salfordgroup.com. The Saskatchewan and federal government have made a $64 million land swap. Environment Canada acquires 800 square kilometers of the Govan Lock, Nashlin, and Battle Creek pastures in southwestern Saskatchewan near Consul. In return, the province acquires federal lands and fencing, barns and corrals of equal value in 55 former federal community pastures which have transitioned to producer control. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says the land is protected for species at risk, yet ranchers can continue to use the land for grazing cattle. Well, I think it's a win-win uh, situation. Uh, we are moving forward to protect 25% of our land by 2025. 
and uh, we were um, very happy to have this collaboration with the province, with the industry, with the ranchers, so that everyone could find a benefit out of this exchange of land. So this is a $64 million land transfer trade deal where the province gets to keep the community pastures that were federally owned, the 55, or I believe, or 50 to 55, and you get three new pastures uh, in southwestern Saskatchewan. Is that where they're located? Uh, yes, actually, it's in the Govan Lock, Nashville, and Battle Creek. I understand there's a lot of environmental reasons behind this pasture decision or be- behind this transfer. Tell me about that. Well, um, as I said, we, we want to you know, have the control and protect our land. And what is nice around it is that we will keep you know, making long-term leases with the ranchers because having their animals grazing on this land also contribute to maintaining the biodiversity and to contribute to gas sequestration as well. So it's, it's really um, good for, for all of us. Uh, there's also a matter of protecting some species. So doing this, this uh, doing this uh, this way will uh, allows us to um, to protect some uh, some species. I understand this area has ten species at risk, and you're hoping mm-hmm. to protect them. Exactly. Now this is a deal, though, where the ranchers still get to keep using the land for cattle grazing. Yes, uh, they can uh, enter into a long-term uh, lease agreement with the government. Tell me a little bit about the uh, decision behind this. Why is government now obtaining land when before it had given up community pastures? Well, this is uh, really uh, aligning with our strong objective to protect 25% of our land and actually 25% of our oceans before 2025. So this is part of our wider uh, environmental uh, commitment. Later in our broadcast, Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bobo will discuss the carbon tax on grain drying and efforts to improve farm support programs during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is your RealAgriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. Today, after the cold temperatures that were experienced by many growers across the parts of the prairies, I talked to Peter Wheatpeat Johnson about some of the impacts and how concerned you need to be about your unmatured crop. Pete, we hit like minus 10 in in areas south of Regina and Saskatoon. So minus 10 oh my gosh oh, you do live in in uh, alberta don't you sean it's like ah, it's way too early to have minus 10 we can't go there no i'm not even gonna i, I i'm gonna think i'm just gonna act like i didn't even hear that uh, a lot of concern out there for some of the soybean crop some of the late canola crop in areas as well yeah it's it's different based on the crop but when we're getting to like minus five for an extended couple hour period, that is that kind of the the point where we should really get concerned? Yeah, absolutely. If you're getting a minus five for two hours, gosh, I hope all your crops are are well well matured because there's not many crops with soybeans. If you get to m- below minus two, even for for you know three or four hours, you've really pretty much k- cooked the leaves and and all you can hope for is translocation, you get to minus five, you may well even stop translocation out of the stem into the beans. And then 
oh, we're going to end up with green beans in the sample. And of course, uh, that uh, doesn't go well from a grading standpoint. The green actually in the sample affects the the shelf life of the oil that they extract. So there's a real reason why they don't want those green beans coming through the, the processor. And it's, it's all it's all sort of nasty from that perspective. You get to minus five for a couple of hours, that's not good, Sean. Like where I am here in Southern Alberta, it did not get that cold. I think we were like plus one, and it felt like minus two this morning. Not really frost on the windshield, but definitely a, a lot of dew. Uh, I saw some in more central Alberta where, you know, like, I guess, well, not really central, but just west of Calgary or east of Calgary, where there was some frost, but talked to a few farmers, they weren't too concerned. It, it seems like the, the bulk of the concern is in Saskatchewan and in Manitoba. I saw one picture posted on Twitter by a farmer talking about how his canola is late and it's still quite green and it's at minus four. So a lot, a lot of concern, but we heard uh, agronomists we've talked to over the last couple of weeks talk about how when you're, when you're evaluating frost damage, to not jump to conclusions and be patient. Would, would that be your best advice as well, Pete? Whenever you, like, we always assume the worst, but you just have to sit tight. And as I said, in many cases, like minus four canola crop, I would ex- still expect that even if the leaves get frosted off, that you're going to see some translocation out of the stem. And most of these c- crops are going to be close enough to maturity that as long as we can get that, that carbohydrate translocated out of the stem into the seeds, that, that we probably end up uh, reasonably okay. It, it hurts, but it, you give it some time, you probably have a decent crop there or, or, or something that is going to be worth harvesting for sure. And so don't get too too quick in terms of writing things off it often does come through better than we anticipate having said that it's never any fun to to have a late crop and get taken out by an early frost it's just that is just nasty all the way around i think our average frost date here where i am is i think it's september 10th so we're we're not too far off uh this i guess would be considered normal i guess Maybe. Yeah, maybe you're a little early, but but certainly in the game. But I thought I thought for most growers across Western Canada that it had, you'd had a reasonably warm summer and that things were planted in a timely fashion. That most people weren't weren't as concerned maybe about that early frost as what we have been some other years. Am I wrong on that, Sean? Well, it, things turned quick here, Pete. It, it was like plus thirty four or thirty five here on Saturday, and and today we're at plus two like it is amazing how quickly things turn we're yeah it's kind of like mother nature looked at the calendar and said oh it's september that must mean it's time to start winter boom winter this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com the official 620 ckrm farm weather is brought to you by raymore yorkton and watrous new holland working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather for today, partly cloudy sky, wind southwest 20. The high today, 12 degrees. Tonight, low plus 2 with a risk of frost. Wednesday, partly cloudy, wind southwest 20, becoming northwest 20 in the afternoon. The high tomorrow, 19, the low 6. Thursday, sunny, the high 24, the low 6. 
Friday, sunny, the high 25, the low 7. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 18, the low plus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 20, the low 8. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 24 degrees. Normal high is 19, the normal low is 5. The sun rose at 624. This morning it sets at 728 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Lucky Lake. At 11 degrees, the cold spot, Cypress Hills in the southwest corner at 5 degrees. And around the province, big changes. Estevan is 6, Saskatoon 11, Swift Current 10, Weyburn and Yorkton both 6 degrees. Regina, cloudy and 9, that's 48 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west, southwest 14, gusting to 29. Humidity is 38%, the barometer dropping 103.4. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, 10 degrees. Winds are from the west, northwest at 13. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 9. That's 48 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says work is underway to improve farm business risk programs. Bebeau says she'll be discussing proposals with her provincial counterparts this fall. She was asked about additional farm support during the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, we have done quite a bit already. Uh, some were through the more uh, general program offered uh, open to, uh, to businesses like the Canadian Emergency Business account, for example, if all the farmers eligible were to apply, it could mean $270 million in direct transfer to farmers. Um, the um, wage uh, support uh, was also something that some of them uh, could apply if, if they were facing these challenges. Obviously, um, in, the, in Saskatchewan, for example, uh, the grain sector is particularly benefited from the uh, changes that we have brought to uh, the advanced payment program. And there was uh, quite a bit, you know, around temporary foreign workers, around uh, the process supporting um, processors. Um, so there was quite a bit of programs. The other one that was significant uh, was for the beef and the pork producers uh, through agri-recovery with the provinces. And as you know, we are, and when I say we with my, my provincial counterparts, we're all committed to improve the business risk management program. And it's, uh, I've worked a lot on this during the summer to be able to bring some different options to my colleagues uh, when we meet uh, this fall. What are those options you hope to bring forward? <laughs> uh, it's a bit too soon to uh, to share these with you. I will start by sharing these with uh, with my provincial colleagues. But uh, there's still work to do from my part, from their part, with our finance ministers. But uh, we definitely want to have programs that will be more in line with the new reality, the the, the trading and and the climate and. Reality has changed quite a bit in recent years. Uh, we want to have more flexible programs, more equitable programs, uh, and this is why uh, I've really dived into uh, these programs during the summer with my officials to understand the strengths and the weaknesses of all of them and to see how we can improve and if we have more money from the federal and from the provincial, where should we put this additional money to be the more efficient and to serve the our farmers uh, the best. 
On the carbon tax, on grain drying, is the decision final or will you revisit it? You know how the, the price on pollution is an important part of our strategy for for more sustainable and economy. I'm still open to, to make, you know, uh, to receive a business case, to go to look at different situations. But I think we also have to keep in mind that all the revenue that comes from this price and pollution stays in the province, so it can be redistributed in the, the you know, uh, with the provinces. And, and actually, the province may decide to take control of the price and pollution as long as they do apply it and then redistribute it the way they want it. So it's a, it's a challenging issue, but it's extremely important in terms of uh, reaching our our commitment for a cleaner uh, a greener energy economy. Marie-Claude Bebeau is the Federal Minister of Agriculture. The city of Moose Jaw has responded to a statement by Carpair Canada. In late August, Carpair extended, extended an offer to purchase over 600 acres in Moose Jaw's Agri-Food Industrial Park, with the offer open till the end of the year. Mayor Fraser Tolme says the offer was rejected by Moose Jaw in June because the offer was too low, an effort to purchase service land for a non-serviced price. In May, he says Carpair signed an offer to purchase 780 acres in the Agri-Food Industrial Park, but requested two extensions and a wish to renegotiate the terms. In the end, the two parties could not come to an agreement and the deal was not finalized by a February 28, 2020 deadline. Mayor Tomey says the city will make a $2.7 million investment in the Agri-Food Industrial Park as part of the SAS Power power plant agreement to create a minimum of 75 acres of service land that was recently placed for sale at $200,000 an acre. He says Carpair's offer does not reflect this fact, and Mayor Tomey says residents deserve a fair price. He says the city is open to further talks and eager to promote private development but not to fund private development. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. More than 700 crop damage hail claims have been made across the prairies in the final week of August. The president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association, Rick Omolchenko, says more than two dozen communities in Saskatchewan have been hit by hailstorms in the last week of August. He says damage was severe in certain areas. Yeah, it, it picked up this last week here. Uh, August 27th was kind of the major hit uh, day that really uh, got a lot across, but we uh, received around 700 claims and uh, there's still more coming in. What size of hail? Uh, it, it ranged again from kind of pea to golf ball size. The hail damage right now because of the stage of growth of the crops is very severe in certain areas because of uh, the ripeness of the crop. So the extent of damage was very severe just because crops are near harvest. Exactly. They're near harvest and they shatter very easily at this time. And yeah, any kind of hail damage whatsoever uh, really plays a role and affects them really heavily. What communities in Saskatchewan were hit? It ranged again uh, from south to north, but places like Loon Lake, Kindersley, Rosetown, Milden, Conquest, Outlook, Davidson, Keniston, Jansen, Anaheim, Buchanan, Melville, Yorkton, Churchbridge, Simpson, Rhine, Fisk, places like Lake Lenore, Bladworth, Dinsmore, Imperial, Langenberg, Saltcoat, Swift Current, Willowbank, Yorkton, Glenside, Lanigan, you know, places like that. So there was quite a few. What about uh, adjusting? How's it going? Uh, what percentage would be done roughly? 
We're kind of pushing in that 75 to 80% done at this time. I know uh, Justin is working very, very hard to keep ahead of the combines. The crops are ripening so fast and the cranes are coming in. They haven't slowed down at all this last week. So uh, we're really pushing trying to get things done so that we farmers doesn't have to leave check strips. But if they are uh, leaving check strips, please leave really adequate check strips. The better the check strip, the uh, better the assessment. What's a good rule of thumb for a size of check strip? You know, like most companies are, uh, they kind of, you know, want a width of the swather all the way up one side of the field and the other side of the field and maybe up the middle. Some companies will, you know, say, hey, leave a, a good size check strip in each corner and up the, like in, and through the centers of the fields. So please call, but a really good check strip, like I said before, would be all the way up one side and all the way up the other side and one up the middle, uh, you know, the size of your header or your swather so that you can go in there and easily uh, harvest it after. Rick Omolchenko is the president of the Canadian Crop Hail Association. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were moving up in early trading this morning at Viterra, Canola rose seven dollars at four sixty twenty seven. Flax gained four sixty two at five forty nine forty seven. Number one red spring wheat increased nineteen cents at two nineteen twenty two. The rest were unchanged. Durham two seventy three seventy three. Feed barley one seventy three seventy. Lentils five hundred fifty dollars fifty cents. Oats one seventy three fifty three. Yellow peas two forty eight eighty nine and feed wheat one sixty six sixteen. Minneapolis spring wheat December futures fell six and a half cents at five thirty six a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 8th. Weyburn had a regular sale on September 2nd. The market on butcher cattle was holding steady, maybe down a cent or two. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.90. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.70 cents to $0.80. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.12 to $1.24. There wasn't enough yearlings in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,200 hogs Friday, selling a range of 134 to 162 per CKG. Today's sales are expected around 11,000 head selling a range of 142 to 169 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, September 5th are Ole West 2020 contract, 133.40, Ole West 2021 contract, 156.50, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 139.21, Hams Cash, 137.21, Thunder Creek Brickle, 140 even, High Life Cash, 148.19, and High Life Contract, $163.15 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 20 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3089. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.87 cents U.S. U.S.-based pricing is starting the holiday shortened week off on a higher note, with all regions coming in higher relative to the previous week's base price determination. 
The extent to which this current talk of support can be maintained very much remains to be seen, especially as abundant supplies and capacity processing limits are both expected to materialize in the fourth quarter of this year. There is almost always a slight dip in numbers ahead of the Labor Day short and processing week, and it appears that trend has maintained itself. A steeper decline in the week-over-week slaughter numbers may be revealed next week, but this year has been anything but a normal marketing year, and the market will have to wait for next week's numbers to see what impact the holiday Monday had on U.S. processing capacity. Lean hog futures are mixed to start the week, but maintaining the higher levels that were reached for after three consecutive sessions of supports seen last week. On balance, four contracts in Canadian dollars are higher than only a few weeks ago, and a daily softening of the Canadian dollars adding to the value today. Coming up, the resource report.